Hey, and welcome to the Brilliant Perspectives podcast with Graham Cook. I'm your host, Michael Becchio. Graham's message for this episode is a segment from the teaching called The Door of Promise, found on brilliantbookhouse.com. In it, Graham offers a remarkable perspective through which to view life's problems and negativity from our place as sons and daughters in Jesus. He shares how our identity and destiny gradually unfold in our lives, with difficult and negative circumstances being advantageous stepping stones for us to use with God to plunge deeper and soar higher into who we are becoming. In Christ, there's a far greater and more hopeful lens with which to view our lives, beloved, and the difference that makes in our spirit, heart, and soul is astounding. It flows into each area of our lives and influences even our daily reactions and responses to things. In addition, God has impressive and elevating provisional promises to bestow to each of us, which he richly supplies along our journey through the Holy Spirit. The Father then uses these things to mold our identity and guide us into his glorious purposes in our lives. All right, let's get to it. Enjoy and be blessed, beloved. You are so much more beautiful than you know. And you're so much more brilliant than you realize. And when you get involved with Jesus, you start to understand, OMG, this is who I really am. (laughs) This is who I'm really supposed to be. Oh my goodness. Holy Spirit gives you the kind of grades you never got in school. My mom used to say, Graham never went to school. He just used to meet the other kids on the way home. (laughs) Hurtful, but mostly true. (laughs) Abraham contemplated his body. Here's the thing. God doesn't want you to deny the existence of the negative. He wants you to know there's something more powerful next to it. Yeah. The truth is, you can't grow in faith unless you have a problem. So you're super excited now, right? (laughs) So every time you ask the Lord, increase my faith, and you wonder why you get something happens, he's just answering your prayer. Every problem comes with a provision attached, right? So what we're learning is we're not learning to engage with the problem. We're learning to engage with the promise that talks about the provision. So we turn our back on the problem. We stand in the promise and we look for the provision. It's in the same space. So we are not a people who are intimidated. We are a people who are intrigued by the words of God that we have over our life. So when a problem comes into your circumstances, the appropriate response is delight. You are vulnerable to the goodness of God. Stay there. You're also vulnerable to his delight in you. Stay there. When God looks at you, he doesn't see anything wrong with you. 
He's dealt with all that stuff. He just sees what's missing from your current experience of him. And he's completely committed to giving you that encounter. When God puts his finger on a part of your life that's not working, it's because he's pointing to the site of your next miracle. He's saying, I've got something for you in that area. Come and talk to me about it. I've got a provision there. I've got a blessing. I've got an upgrade in your identity. God is not an evangelical, and I say that in the sweetest possible way. When he puts his finger on, an evangelical puts their finger on something wrong, they call you on it. They call you out on it. When God puts his finger on something wrong, he calls you up on it. He's pointing to the site of your next miracle saying, let's do business in that area now. I've got something for you here. I've got an upgrade. I've got a blessing. You're going to love this moment. You're going to get rid of something you don't like about yourself. And I'm going to give you something that you will be absolutely delighted and ecstatic about. So when you get a problem, here's the response. You call your best friend. Hey, John. It's Graham. How's it going? Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. Hey, man, you never guess what happened. I got a problem this morning. I know. I'm really excited. Yeah, yeah. Now it looks pretty big. Yeah. I'm like super stoked right now. Yeah, I knew something was up. You know, the Holy Spirit came around and he was like bouncing around the walls in my living room. You know, like some world-class athlete. Yeah. So I knew something was on, you know. Then this problem came. That looks really juicy. Yeah, with a bit of careful management, I could make it last maybe two or three months. I know. It's brilliant. No, I haven't really opened it yet. I've just been manifesting. You know, just can't stop thanking the Lord. Yeah, yeah. I think it's going to be around for a while. I'm just, I'm stoked. I was like, if, if the problem's this big, how much bigger am I going to become? Yeah, I mean, if this is going to bring me into all the places I've been praying about recently, I know, I'm so excited. Yeah. So, how are you doing, man? You haven't got a problem. Well, hang in there, dude. You know? Listen, one's bound to come along. You know, God is faithful, right? One's bound to come. Just hang in there, man. Don't, don't give up hope. Hey, uh, listen. Um, do you want to share this one with me? No, no, it's cool, cool. Hey, but when you get a problem, I'll be expecting a phone call, right? That's what friends are for, right? Yeah. We share our problems and get the same upgrades, yeah? Okay, cool. So um, how soon before you can come over? Three quarters of an hour. Brilliant. Hey, are you passing a St. Arbucks on the way? Can you get me a coffee? Excellent. See you in a few. <laughs> See, here's the thing. What if that is who you really are? What if that is who you are in Jesus? What if that is, you know, it's not just about who we are in Christ. It's about who he is in us. What if that's your real nature? 
in Jesus? What if it's your real identity in the beloved? What if? What if the Bible is really true? (laughs) What if you can count everything as joy? The whole nine yards. And God just says, ah, just get happy about it. It'll be cool. What if you can count everything as joy? What if joy is your permanent condition? And we can go through circumstances and tragedies, but not even grief can diminish joy. The Bible says weeping may last for a night, but joy comes in the morning, kicks it out of the house. I lost my brother three months ago to cancer, my oldest brother. I buried him, I gave the eulogy. I led him to the Lord in the hospital ward. Love him to death, miss him fiercely in the grieving process. But you know, nothing prevents joy from bubbling up. I was talking to my sister. She said, how can you be happy at a time like this? Derek's only been dead like two months. And I said, sweetie, joy is a permanent condition. Grief is temporary. All negative emotions are temporary. They come to pass. They don't come to stay. Yeah? All, fruit, all the fruit of the Spirit is eternal. All negative emotions are temporal. That means negative emotions can't last the course. They can't stick around. Joy overcomes them. Peace overwhelms them. Joy you know, drowns them. The love of God consumes them. What you are in Jesus will always come to the surface. Just like a cork in the ocean. It's going to bob right back up and you can't stop it. So yeah, I have my moments when I think of Derek and I cry because I miss him. But I have my moments when I think of all the dumb things we did together and that's funny. And I have my moments when I forget that Derek is dead and I get on with life and I enjoy it. Say lovey. That's life in the kingdom. Yeah? We're not consumed by anything that doesn't have Jesus as a part of it. So all the negative things cannot consume us. It's not allowed. It's in the Bible. (laughs) But we are always consumed by Jesus. Here's the point of the whole morning for me. You have promises. You have prophecies. Those contain two things. Your identity and your destiny. God holds the destiny part in his hand. And he's walking to meet you. You hold the identity part in yours. And you go to meet him. And you know that every situation you hit along that journey... You've already got the answer in the promise and the prophecy that you have. And those situations are not just about a resolution of a difficulty. It's about the establishing of your identity. Who are you becoming? The key point of this is that you either use the circumstances to establish your identity... 
or the circumstances use you. And they establish an identity that you would not like. Situations around your life right now, they're all about training for reigning. They're all about you growing up into all things in Christ. They're about you becoming more than you ever thought possible. They're about you realizing fullness and stepping into abundance. Every one of your situations right now has a provision attached to it. And God is teaching you how to look for things like a citizen of heaven, not some oik in the world. Yeah? You're a citizen of heaven. You have a different perspective. We're learning to see it the way that God sees it. This is your story. And this is your journey. Dig out those prophetic words, those promises, those verses of scripture that rose out of the Bible and slapped you on the cheeks years ago. Those are your inheritance words. When God gives you a passage of scripture that attaches itself to your heart, he's giving you an inheritance word. I remember the first time God gave it to me, he gave me Psalm 91. And he said, I want you to read this, Graham, for the next six months. And don't read anything else in the Bible. Just Psalm 91. I want you to read it. I want you to study it. Okay. After a couple of months, I was desperate for a bit of Timothy. You know, like you do. So one day, I opened to one Timothy. I like Tim. You know, I was a young guy, I was dumb, so Tim was a really helpful book for me, you know. So I didn't even get through the first verse and my eyes went out of focus. And the Lord said to me, what did I say to you? I said, I know, I know, I'm sorry, I apologize. I was just desperate for a bit of Tim. And the Lord said, great, don't think you can make me laugh and get away with this. <laughs> it has worked before. <laughs> but clearly that was just grace <laughs> it wasn't permission <laughs> so he said and this is what he said to me Graham for where I want to take you you need every promise you need to be living in every single promise that's in Psalm 91 and of course Psalm 91 is about the secret place of the most high I didn't realize from that point on, this is 20 odd years ago, I didn't realize from that point on that my life was going to be so radically turned from doing into being. And that I would spend as much time in meditation as I do in ministry. You know, but my whole life changed to living from a secret place. And so everything in Psalm 91 I have inherited, it's my inheritance word. So when Jesus comes into his hometown church in Luke 4 and he stands up and he, he's handed the scroll and normally protocol is you carry on reading from where they left off last week. But the Bible says he found the place, which means he read out of sequence, bad savior. <laughs> so he read out of sequence and he found a place and he begins to read out Isaiah 61. 
And he says, the spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon me because he has anointed me. And he begins to delineate, this is who I am and this is what I'm called to do. What's he doing? He's reading out his inheritance word. Reading out his inheritance. This is who I am. This is how I'm known in heaven. This is how I will be known on earth. How many of you have got passages of scripture that God has given you? That word is your inheritance. How many people have got more than one? How many people have got half a dozen? Um, your inheritance is showing right now. That is those, each one of those scriptures is your inheritance word. It's like a prophecy. It's like a promise. Go back. Buy a journal. Start reading. Ask the Lord, which one do I start to read first? And then you read it, you read it, you study it. Again, isolate the key words. What are the key things that it says? What are the key promises? What are the key descriptions of who I am or what I'm going to be doing? Then start to ask yourself the question, what kind of person do I need to become in order to fulfill this inheritance? Because, and understand this, every single issue, difficulty, problem, negative thing in your life is about you discovering your inheritance. It's about you stepping into the identity of how God sees you and living it, outworking it right now in the, search your, in the situations you face. All your circumstances are about training. You've got a prophecy. You've got promises. You've got inheritance words from Scripture. God has been previous with you. It's about time you get up to date with him in terms of how he sees your real identity. And then you have to start looking at what are the enemies in my life in terms of my behaviors that I need to get rid of so that I can become this person. That's where you start to interact with the Holy Spirit. And honestly, seriously, it's where you start to grow up fast. So, how'd you like the redemptive and hopeful attitude that this message offers in regard to life's negatives? Pretty cool, huh? (laughs) You know, insights about these things, that is, what life is really like in Jesus, and what our perspectives are actually meant to be, have been a monumental agent of change and source of blessing in my life, and for countless others too. It's no overstatement to decisively say that it has made a world of difference in my life with God and in the fruit in my relationships and my calling. It is partnering with the perspective of God that opens our eyes and enables us to grasp the blessings and intention of the Father in the midst of our hardships. As Graham says, we really are only ever vulnerable to the goodness of God. That is your birthright in Jesus, beloved. We're adopted, dearly loved, and cherished children of our Father. We are not orphans nor on our own in any way at any time. Even if we feel off or distant or on our own, it's never the truth. Father, Jesus, and Holy Spirit are far more engaged and intentional in your life and story than you likely realize. As a son or daughter that's fully loved and accepted, you already have a foreknown identity in heaven. The Father lavishly celebrates you and has bountiful promises and inheritance for you to take hold of with the Holy Spirit's help. He's the helper that Jesus promised, and he is eager to help and counsel you in anything. He literally 
loves doing life with you, beloved. Maybe some of you need to hear that again. The Holy Spirit loves doing life with you and takes great pleasure in being your helper, counselor, comforter, and advocate. I love the way the Amplified Version of Scripture describes what Jesus said about the Holy Spirit in John 16, verse 7. It reads, But I tell you the truth, it is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the Helper, who's the Comforter, Advocate, Intercessor, Counselor, Strengthener, and Standby, will not come to you. But if I do go, I will send him, the Holy Spirit, to you to be in close fellowship with you. Amen to that, huh? (laughs) What an inestimable gift he is. As we discover ourselves in the Lord, every obstacle and difficulty carries the potential for good and for increase in our lives if we see it through his eyes. It affords an opportunity for the eyes of our heart to be enlightened, that we may more clearly see ourselves the way heaven does and the divine destiny before us. Like Graham said, nothing in this life that does not have Jesus attached to it will consume us and everything that is not of him shall pass. So be encouraged, beloved, to perceive any obstacle before you through the lens of Christ, looking for the Father's provisional heart in its midst and knowing good and well that he always has provided all things pertaining to life and godliness as you trust in him, just as 2 Peter chapter 1 promises. In closing, Let this be an inspiration and turning point for you. Instead of being intimidated or feeling vulnerable to difficulty or negatives in your life, allow your spirit to be challenged by God's goodness, beloved, and position yourself to be vulnerable instead to the kind intentions of his heart for you. Have a great week in Jesus.